This is Michelle. This is Mia. And this is Cassie. And, and we know what you did on Fear Street. Hello all you Shady Side High alums. It's the season of love, jealousy, and murder here on Fear Street. Now take some advice from us and be faithful. Or this Valentine's Day, you may end up with a heart-shaped box of revenge. And Bobby Newkirk sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just completely uh, beat anything I had written. <laughs> I mean, definitely take some advice from us and don't date Bobby Newkirk because he Ruth. sucks. He's the worst. The worst of the worst. Nomination <laughs> right now. He's yeah. worse than Corey Brooks by a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's worse than Gary Brandt and Suki. And I mean, Justin I love Suki. But yeah. He's worse than Justin He's Stiles. definitely worse than Justin He Stiles. He, like... Is on like we headcanon Justin Styles p- to be doing shit he on the page does. I know, right? Like, he canically is doing shit <laughs> that we joked about Justin Styles doing. That is so true. Oh, this guy. So we're reading Double Date. It's Michelle Alex. has her first edition tattoos and all. I do. There are temporary tattoos included in my book. <laughs> and they are awesome. I'll post a picture on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, mine still has a date stamp card from the library it's from. Ooh. Adorable! What library? Nina Joint School District oh. in Nina, Wisconsin. Oh my god! Shout out to Nina, Wisconsin. <laughs> This is the 23rd Fear Street. Yeah, it's a later one. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty good for being a later one. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> do. Nobody dies in it. It was written in 1994. Or published in 94, whatever. And also written. What are we talking Probably. about? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he wrote this book in a day and a half. Yeah. He wrote this book in March and it was published in April. Yep. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Me too. I am headcanoning, headcanoning, can we verb that? I'm verbing it, uh, that the first thing Stein wrote about this book, even though authors don't do this, is the tagline on the back. Too, too cool, cool to too- live for long. He started with that. <laughs> that is such a yearbook, like... Agreed. Thing, and I wish I was. I wish I would have wrote this in all my friends' yearbooks. I don't even remember what my. Do you remember what your senior quote was for yearbook? We didn't have this. Really? Yeah, I know. That sucks. Yeah. I don't know what mine was. I don't know where my yearbook is. I like sat down. I can't find my yearbooks. I mean, I have them, but I know where some of them are, but not my senior year. But I found my husband's, and I like read all of the things that like people wrote in the front and yeah. stuff, just because I wanted to like laugh and. I was... Because it all have a great summer and you felt bad for him? (laughs) And, but, like, I was, like, reading it and I'm, like, I... Stuff like that, like, makes me hate humanity. Because it's just, like, everyone is so unoriginal. Like, everyone writes the same shit. Like, it's so blah. It's so, like, forced. Forget... I'm, like, and it makes me mad at myself because I know I wrote the same exact shit. Right. 
forget war and murder and like <laughs> child abuse. What Michelle, what makes Michelle hate humanity is yearbook quotes. Why couldn't I, why couldn't I write like this stuff? Um, you're not that too cool, cool to that. live for long. You're not an adult. And that's, also, are you that's living? not that cool though? <laughs> like, I hate to bring it to you, Michelle, but no, if you I, that in my yearbook, I would not have thought it was cool. No, I would have. Not that. <laughs> I'm reading uh, My Best Friend's Exorcism by Greg oh, okay. Hendricks, and in the front of the book, it's like, it's like a yearbook, like, it's like that, where people wrote, like, things to the girl. Yeah. And they're, like, cool things. Yes, well, Grady Hendrix, I am assuming, is an adult, so, yeah, but, yeah. and also had like, an Like, why editor. did I write, like, to a girl I met in seventh grade, have a great summer, TTYL. <laughs> we didn't write anything in our yearbooks because we didn't get them until the next spring. Oh, weird. Well, so, and I remember asking once, and apparently they didn't have enough time to get them printed um, and also have spring sports in them. So. Yeah, we had a supplement. We didn't. Uh, like, oh, we, we always had the spring sports stuff in the following year. That like, would make more sense. Yeah. yeah, we would like get our yearbooks and then you didn't get like, 10th grade yearbook or 11th grade what do you mean like you got in the next year didn't you have him sign it then no because then at that point we were miserable because we were back in school (laughs) well we got like the yearbook and then we'd have people sign it whatever and then like the last day of school or something they would like pass out this like supplement thing that had like a little peely sticker on the side you could like stick it into the back of your yearbook and like that's cool that's cool we did not have that well, your school was apparently cooler than mine, which, yeah. you know, wasn't hard to do. <laughs> so, what, guy? No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I'm unoriginal. <laughs> and I don't like it. It's cool. I think we might actually have to talk about the book. Yeah. Yeah, Are I was like, speaking of the back of the book, should I maybe read through the synopsis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> Can you read the Too Cool to Live for Long? Yeah. Sure. Um, I I apologize because this time I don't have a crazy deep bronchitis voice. No, sexy sick voice. No, I have to actually. Sorry. Yeah, I have to actually try to read it in that voice this time. Okay, go ahead. Cool. Too cool to live for long. No girl in her right mind would say no to a date with Bobby Newkirk. Not with those great looks, that easy charm, and the awesome way he plays the guitar. Of course, some people think he's just a bit conceited. And when it comes to breaking hearts, that hasn't slowed Bobby down one bit. At least not until the beautiful Wade twins move to Shadyside and Bobby brags to his friends that he'll, that they'll both fall for him. Why can't I read? I don't know. And they do. Too bad for Bobby the twins never learned to share. One of them is jealous murderously jealous is it quiet shy brie 
or bold, sexy Samantha. Bobby had better figure it out, or his double fun will turn to double terror. That was so long. Nobody in their right mind would say yes to a date with Bobby. Dicker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, um, you know, a lot of times we read the synopsis and we're like, no, that is the point at this synopsis where I was like, nope, that's wrong. <laughs> nah, wrong. No. Yeah. I feel um, like the first uh, paragraph is actually just Bobby writing it himself. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. whole book, like being in Bobby's head, was Ugh. the worst. It really was. Ugh. He needs smacked. <laughs> he needs dead. <laughs> he really did. I was so disappointed when that freaking rope broke. Yeah. I've never wanted a Fear Street character to die more than I <laughs> did in this book. And like, I knew it wasn't going to happen because he's the fucking narrator, but like, I wanted him dead so bad. I was really hoping. Uh, all right, let's look at the cover and the mom jeans. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> those were like, a, those jeans though, I definitely own those jeans. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I might own that exact outfit. Like The pink or the white? Uh, pink. Mm. Pink tank top, mom jeans, <laughs> light wash denim. Ugh, I hate light wash denim. <laughs> Unless it's like super faded, like it. I don't know. This is kind of a boring cover. Yeah. We do have the tattoo, though. We do. Yeah. It's honestly all I can look at. It's, it's all I see. The best part of the cover. Also, her eyebrows are so thin. Yeah. But also, great arch. Like that arch is <laughs> on point. <laughs> What about the other girl? I got tape over mine. <laughs> I feel like instead of a watch, she should have been wearing a scrunchie. Definitely. On that arm. Yes. Um, she doesn't really look that angry. Yeah, no. She does not look that angry. And She's... I feel like they also don't look that much alike. Mm. But I mean, they look like sisters, but I would not... I think um, I'd be able to tell them apart. I don't think Bobby looks that closely at people. <laughs> Definitely not. He just sees boobs and he's mm-hmm. into it. Except what's her names? Melanie? Yes. Yeah, except that he spends like a whole paragraph talking about how hot she is. Right. And how much he's like totally over her. Yeah, but she's super hot. Because he's doing that thing where he's like... Yeah. It's like, whatever, I don't like you anymore. You're fat and gross and ugly and I hate you and really I want to make out. Yep. That is what he is doing. Yep. I was like, wow, you really like Melanie, don't you? (laughs) Are we getting into the book? Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. This is a really boring cover. So we are in agreement, though, that it's Brie with him and Sam behind him. No, Sam has the same. Yeah, Sam with him, Brie behind him. Yeah, but look at that face. Sam would never look like that. Yeah, yeah but Brie would not wear an off-the-shoulder top. Yeah. Maybe She's... one of them's Jenna Lynn. Yeah, Jenny Lynn. <laughs> Worst name yeah, ever. Yeah, Sam behind oh. him and Jenny Lynn next to him. Right, exactly. 
I'm here for it. All right, I'm done. That's all I have to say. <laughs> let's get let's get into it. Um, <clears throat> so we start out with the worst narrator that we've ever had, and ever. probably ever will have. I hope the worst character we've ever met. Yes, <laughs> all of the murderers. Right. <laughs> Bobby, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> Bobby Newkirk. Bobby Newkirk. You are a piece of work. Ugh. <laughs> um. So. It's Bobby Newkirk, and he's, like, date-raping a girl. My God. Pretty much throughout the book. And the girl's Ronnie from the cheerleaders. Yeah. Uh, Poor Ronnie. I know. I know! I was like, hasn't she been through enough? Right? (laughs) Like, leave her alone. All of the cheerleaders. Yeah! He's like, I've dated them all, which my note on that was even quirky, me too. Yeah, like, you think she would have learned after Ricky? I re- yeah, I refuse to believe that Corky and Kimmy ever dated the same guy again. Right. Yeah. That that didn't happen. I just like I said before, this is some Justin Styles bullshit. This it, is the stuff that we like headcanoned Justin to be doing, and he literally said he's working his way through the cheerleading squad. Well, he he's worked his way. Disgusting. Oh, he's the worst. Basically, he is the type of guy who, in a couple of years, will join a frat, rape a girl, and then get six weeks of community service for it. That's what. That's who he is. Probably. But he thinks he's the best of the best because he's in a band and he's super hot and everybody loves him. Even his friends don't like him. No, <laughs> they really don't. What's his best friend was Arnie? What <coughs> book was Arnie in? <coughs> Sorry. Um, so I actually, I wasn't sure if he was in another Fear Street book or if we kept, if I was thinking about how I broke up with Ernie. No, there's an Arnie because I thought it was like Arnie from Roseanne. Okay. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, was anybody else like, did anyone else think that Arnie was R.L. Stein? Oh God. Like, oh. Because he had all the bad jokes. Yeah, because he would just, like, say all the bad jokes, and, like, nobody laughed at them. And, like, R.L. Stein, like, basically, like, put himself in the book, like, nobody ever laughs at my jokes. Like, <laughs> maybe that is what he was saying. That's awesome. And, like, maybe he was, like, hoping that we would be reading the jokes on the page, and, like, we would, like, like the reader would be like, but he really is funny. Like, why <laughs> aren't they laughing? But I'm he's, laughing. He's not funny. Yeah, I know. But if it's, like, R.L. Stein, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see if I have him anywhere else. Oh, Arnie, dead lifeguard. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Was he, like, I feel like he was, I, I, I remember him and Mouse. Was he Mouse? I don't know. No, no, Spencer was Mouse. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Arnie, Is he the, one of the what, other lifeguards? Yeah, Arnie was just, I think he was, like, the one who like, was thinking he was funny. Oh, <laughs> Did he or, die in uh, the lifeguard? Was he the one who, like, was in the backseat of her car? Yeah. Because that would make sense that that guy uh, would be friends with just, or, uh, Bobby. Yeah, now I get it. Yeah. Because yeah. Arnie doesn't get a last name in this book that we're reading now, as far as I know. Well, so, let's assume it's the same yeah. one. I'm uh, going to. I definitely think it is. Yeah. All right. So Bobby Newkirk 
basically spends, oh, I don't know, like the first three chapters talking about how awesome he is and how everybody loves him and how he's dated everybody. And how he's so cool because he's in a band. Yeah. Right. And this is when they say, like, their band name, their original band name was The Cool Guys. Oh. And then they changed it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then they changed it to Bad to the Bone. So this is basically when I decided, like, okay, wrong. (laughs) I'm going to come up with a better band name for these people. So for the rest of the book, like, every time something in the book would, like, spark my, like, interest yeah i would be like that's their new band name and i have a list i love this i love i love the running gag this is very brooklyn 99 of you yeah i feel like um your list is probably way more interesting than this book probably (laughs) that's the only way i got through like anything yeah like his whole like inner dialogue every time he talked or thought all right, what actually happens? Okay. So they're having band practice, and Paul and Arnie are, like, talking about how he dumped, you know, Kimmy to date Ronnie because he wanted to date all the cheerleaders. And then, like, these twins come in looking for a teacher, and they're, like, they get the great I don't even know who got I'm sure it was Bobby. Yeah, it was. Like, it's the idea that he's never dated twins before. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. He's like, I could date both of them in the same weekend. Right, and then he's basically like, um, do you want to bet I can't? And, like, they're not like, yes. Yeah, nobody bets Like, he's, like, betting himself. Like, he just, he's like, oh, okay, well, we're betting. And they're like, no, we're not. Like, we don't care. And he's like, no, no, like, it's a bet. And Arnie's girlfriend, Melanie, comes in and he fat shames her but also yeah. is totally in love with her. Yeah, right. like a creep. Because he dated yeah. her before and then... For like three months, which is apparently the longest he's ever dated anybody. But also he was dating other people while he dated her, so it doesn't count. And then she broke up with him. Because he was a dick. Right. And now she's dating Arnie. Who kind of also seems like a dick. <laughs> I think he's just like a hanger-on. I guess. But he's friends with Bobby, and he doesn't seem to think that anything Bobby says or does is wrong. Because he thinks Bobby's cool. So, again, he's terrible. Anybody that thinks Bobby is cool is terrible. I know. I agree, but... The other guy doesn't think Bobby's cool, Paul. Right. But yeah. Paul... But I think Paul, Paul has, like, a, an identity to himself. Like, he has an inner, like, confidence. Like, Arnie's just, like... He's, like, one of those people who's, like, he's just, like, lost. I think that Paul is just hanging out with them because he couldn't find anybody else to be in a band with. Right. <laughs> like, Definitely. he hates Bobby. He hates both. Oh, yeah. I wish this book was about Paul. Yeah. I wish this book was about Melanie. Yeah. Anyone besides Bobby. Hell, I'd even have this book be from the perspective of the Wade twins. That would be awesome. You could alternate perspectives. I would love that. That would be so cool. Yeah, but I feel like if it wasn't from the perspective of Bobby, we wouldn't have hated him as much. Right. Well, I mean, the big reveal at the end would have been lessened for sure. Yeah. It was from the twins' perspective. So then what happens? So he runs into Bree after his band practice, and 
he's like, oh, our band's playing like Friday night. Do you want to come and watch us and hang out afterwards? And she's like, yeah, sounds like fun, whatever. And then he starts talking to her about like, maybe she could sing for his band. And she like mentions that maybe her sister could. So he goes home and he uses like that little thing to, as his like in to call their the house. Yeah. And ask her if she wants to like sing in their band, which she doesn't. But then he asks her out too for the next night. And she's basically like, you know, didn't you ask my sister out? And he convinces her that it's not a big deal. Well, he doesn't have to do much convincing. Right. She's like, yeah, I don't care. True. And he doesn't find anything suspicious about that. (laughs) So was she like, yeah, I, I find I'm suspicious. Like, it seems weird to me that she's gives into it so easily but you're not bobby newkirk that's true i don't assume that everyone loves me i assume everyone hates me bobby newkirk should well she's (laughs) obviously like when he called to ask her out like she obviously was just like in her head like she was obviously saying like fuck you dude yeah, I think I think this was planned from the very right. beginning. And then she was right. In fact, I bet this was planned from the moment Melanie found out that he was going to ask them both out in the same weekend, and she told them. Right, because then right after he asks her out, <laughs> Melanie's like, "Don't do it." It gives yeah. him like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. This from the very beginning. This was. Yeah. So you think Melanie was the mastermind between it all? behind it all i think she had the idea i think she ran back and told them and was like he's gonna ask both of you guys out and like we should like mess with him yeah okay i'm into it i mean i don't know if she necessarily came up with all of the plans but i think she was definitely like you know we shouldn't let him get away with us right um but can we go back to when he was making the date with brie did you notice that they're playing at the old abandoned old abandoned mill yeah Uh, yeah and it changed names again? It's now called... It's Hold the up. mill. The mill? The mill. The Wasn't mill. it like Red Heat at one yeah. point? Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot about that. That's when it was a dance club. It was... Yeah. Now now it's, you know, they play bands Now it's like there. open mic night. Yeah. <laughs> What's the name of the uh, werewolf band? Bad Moonlight. Bad Moonlight. Yeah. Do you think they just... <laughs> do you think Bad Moonlight's just like out of town right now so they didn't have any other choice? Yeah. Well, they're only playing one set. It could be the opening act. Oh, okay. Bad Moonlight was on next. Got it. Bad Moonlight singing their song, Bad Moonlight. Right. Right. Bad Moonlight was touring at the time, so I guess it's possible that they're out of town, and that's why they were able to get this show, because there's no other bands. (laughs) The competent bands have left. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if Bad Moonlight was competent. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm assuming they were more confident than any band Bobby Newkirk is in. True. They must have been fine if they were touring. They went to like three or four different cities. Yeah, they were getting gigs. I think they, they were okay. They had a manager. They must have been decent. They were all right. All right. So he, t- he picks up Bree and they go out, like, they go to his concert. And um, she live- they live on Fear Street. Yeah. Right. At the end of the road. There's no end of the road. They live uh, in the burned out mansion? 
Does he have to leave like two hours before to pick her up to get there? Like, no. does it take there forever? is no end of the road. It doesn't <laughs> end. She said she lives on the last street, the last house. She's lying. And then he's like, I'll figure it out. Like, he isn't even... She's like, I'm at the end. He's like, I'll find it. What? <laughs> well, I guess maybe it's the only house that has, like, occupants. <laughs> and then Bree is really boring. Yeah. So... Should I tell you my song... His, like, the songs he writes as we go through it or just all yes. the end? As we go through it. Okay. So whenever Melanie was there, he wrote a song called, Was She Trying to Make Me Feel Bad? (laughs) (laughs) And and then when they're at Red Heat, they're like... You mean the mill? The mill. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, wait. Then when when he calls uh, Samantha to ask her out, she's like, you can't let Bree find out. So he writes a song called, Bree Doesn't Know, Don't Tell Bree. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Tell Bree. Yeah. Yeah. Bree does it? No. <laughs> um, and then when they're at Red Heat, aka the mill. Uh, oh man, we, I missed like four other songs. Okay, so then when after he hangs up the phone, he writes a song called Who's the Man? You the Man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. And then when he picks up Bree. At some point, she asks him, like, if, she, if this is just a bet. So then he writes a song called, Am I a Bet? <laughs> Am I a bet? Thank you. <laughs> Am I a fucking bet? Um, That's Lainey <laughs> Boggs' like, theme song. And then he writes a song called, I Wish I Was Double Jointed. Because... He wants to pat himself on the back. That sounds inappropriate. Yeah, I know. That's why he writes. That sounds like a Marilyn Manson song. It does. Or a a Tool song. Yeah. That's definitely a heavy metal song. Yeah. And then, okay, so now we're at this place, and he writes a song called Too Bad She Can't Dance. (laughs) That sounds like an 80s dance song. Yeah. Okay. Now we can move on. Because Brie can't dance. And he asks And if you can't dance, you ain't no friend of mine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry do I have to cut that no I mean you're editing no I meant copyright oh I think you could have 15 seconds alright great so then they uh, he, they decide to leave and he sees Melanie and he has to fat shame her again yeah yeah <clears throat> You know, it's not cool if a five-year-old does it. It's real not cool if an 18-year-old kid does it. Oh, yeah. What chapter are we on? Uh, six. <laughs> six. So in chapter six is when he talks about his science project with the monkey. Oh. Yeah. Like, he has actual no. monkeys. No, he doesn't. I'm sorry. Where did he get monkeys? Apparently, his uncle feels like putting his job on the line to give his... No nephew a couple of monkeys that he should not legally have no definitely not and you also can't experiment on just experiment on monkeys whenever you want like that's not how that works and also why would you name your monkeys after wayne's world characters because it's 1994 that's why (laughs) 
Are you kidding me? What else were you going to name your monkeys after? Yeah. Let's be honest. I feel like Mike Myers does not approve. I don't know. He might approve. Yeah? Not of, like, the experimenting, just of naming monkeys after Wayne's World. Schwing. Schwing. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, I kind of want to watch Wayne's World now. Oh, no. <laughs> We're not worthy. All right, so after the monkeys. So after the monkeys, uh, he drives her home, and they make out, blah, blah, blah. And then the next night... Well, he... she, like, attacks him. Right. Like, they don't just make out. She's like, oh, it's the end of the night. All right, let's get freaky. I haven't, <laughs> I've barely said two words to you all night, but time to make out. And then he says, if she's the shy one, I can't wait to check out her sister. Who scares the Puke. shit out of him. I know. Samantha was pretty great. Yeah. Kind of loved her. So the next day, uh, he meets her at the mall. At he the meets mall. Samantha at the mall. Yeah. And she is the sexy one who dresses like more. Sexy? Yeah. <laughs> Revealing. And she's the wild child. Mm-hmm. Right. She likes things that are exciting and fast and fast cars and yeah. <clears throat> and but she shoplifting. Like, I wish there was more of this. Like what happens in this, like first meeting or whatever. Like I wish she acted more like this all the time because she like totally fucks with him. Yeah, I and, agree. Like throws him off of his. I game. agree. I wish we had gotten more of the back and forth between, like, him and Sam and him and Brian, like, the differences and how they were kind of, like, manipulating him. Um, so, like, Brie with her, like, neediness and her, you know, let's make out and whatever. I don't actually know what Brie was doing. And then <laughs> Sam, like, freaking him out, but also making him kind of excited about it. Right. So he, like, suggested go see a movie and she's like, I have a better idea. And they go <laughs> to look at earrings and she like steals a pair and runs. And then they, people from the store run after them for like 20 minutes. Right. And this is a really big mall. That's, that's not how that ha- no. works. They just call a security guard. Like nobody races after you. They're making minimum wage. They don't care that much. Right. I worked at the mall. I would have never chased after a shoplifter. Uh, no. At, like, isn't it a jewelry store, too? Yeah, but I assumed it was, like, a Claire's. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe but, it wasn't, but still. I'm I not mean, either that. way, that's, like, anyone who works at a Claire's is not going to run after you. It's right? It's, like, you know, a 20-year-old woman. It's a store called The Gold Barn. Okay, see, that's a Claire's. Mm-hmm. The gold barn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or a piercing pagoda. Possibly. But like in a store. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of that. It's not like a nice jewelry store. No. So they take off running and then they get to Pete's Pizza and then a security guard like stops them and then it's like, <gasps> end of chapter. <laughs> but he just wanted to tell them to stop running. <laughs> right. And to like get off his lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then Bobby's like, I nearly had a cow. Are you going to get come back to that later when you have counts and dialogue? Mm. 
They did say bod at they, one point. They, I wrote in it chapter down. two. Yeah. Wow. What great bods. Yeah. Yeah. I totally buy that Bobby actually says bods though, because he is yeah. the cheesiest, most ridiculous person ever. Yeah. <laughs> and like that whole scene where he's like walking around his room going, I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, oh my God. Cool. I'm cool. Yeah. He would do that. Right? And at one point he was like, I'm a likable guy. And I screamed at the book. No, you're not. <laughs> he has so many affirmations. Like I swear he spent 20 minutes in the day, like of the day telling himself how cool he was like in right. the mirror. Like he wakes up and that's what he does. Right. Oh, yeah. And there was like a scene where he was like, in looking at himself in the mirror and like then the phone rings and interrupts his like whatever but you know he was about to be like he has like hippie soccer mom affirmations every morning right he's like who's the man you're the man oh <laughs> yeah everybody loves you i'm cool i'm cool uh, and like normally if somebody was doing that in one of these books i'd be like oh lord help me please <laughs> but <laughs> It, like, totally made sense. I'm sorry. This is, like, he really would do this. Yeah, it completely made sense because he's that terrible. Right. Like, I don't think that we're, like, projecting the actual, like, disgustingness that, like, comes out of this guy's head. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Like, the misogyny. Yeah. It was out of control. It was so bad. All I could think was, like, what are his parents like? Yeah. Like, how, like, does his mom need help? Like, should I be giving her the number to a crisis hotline? <laughs> because how do you have a kid that turns out like this if you're normal? Yeah. I don't know. Like, my whole goal in life is to make sure that my kid doesn't turn out like this. It's a good goal. <laughs> yeah. It's a good goal. Very much like that goal. Like, even when they're just talking to him normally it's like he always has to find a way to he's like trying to be human but he can't you know what I mean he's like he's he's like actually a robot real human being say in a situation like this (laughs) he's secretly a robot (laughs) okay so the next day um or I don't know it's not the next day it's like a it's two weeks it's two weeks it's two weeks yeah Okay, and then this is, like, Bobby has to have a scene with Kimmy where he, like, is really mean to her for no reason. Yeah, why is that in there? Is it just to really push the point that he's the worst? Yeah. Because I already got that. Right. It it was not necessary, like. Like, he's really mean to her. Right. So he goes to band practice, and Melanie's there. And... He writes a song called Melanie, and in parentheses, is having a cow. <laughs> um, and then that night he does his affirmations. Because <laughs> he's staring at his face in the mirror. Every morning and every night before bed. <laughs> and someone calls him with like a prank call. Yeah. Threatens him. Oh, yeah. yeah. What are two... Two's company, three's a crowd. Like, I've seen that TV show, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting for you. Um, so, 
I was really hoping it was Melanie or Kimmy who was threatening him because mm-hmm. he's a total creep and disgusting and I hate him. He thought it was. Yeah, I wanted it to be. Like, uh, yeah. I would totally be behind them if they were. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, so. they should have gotten Jade and them in on these prank calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he should have just, just been constantly being prank called. Yeah. No way did Jade date this guy. No. <laughs> no way in hell. Dina probably did, though. Yeah, Dina, maybe. Dina did. So it's Arnie. Ha, ha, ha. He's not funny. Not funny. Why is Melanie dating him? Because he's nice. I think she's dating him. I think she's dating him to piss off Bobby or try to piss off Bobby. I don't think she cares. I don't think she cares about Bobby. I bet that's how it started. Maybe. So he opens up like the doorbell rings. He runs downstairs. He opens the door and it's Bree. And like he can't tell these girls apart. So how does he always know who it is? Or think? <laughs> do they just wait to see what name he says and then they pretend to be that person? I hope. Oh, so. I bet they do. Yeah, he's it, always thinking he knows who it is, but he does not know them apart. That's definitely it. <laughs> um, the next night or whatever, they go out and Samantha gets in his car and starts driving around like a crazy person. Yeah, like super fast and freaking him out, which yeah. is awesome. It is. She's like, I bet you I could make it all the way to the mall without stopping. And apparently she does. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I don't have my license. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> That's the best line. Yeah, he's like, you could lose your license. And she's like, I don't have my license. <laughs> like, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Me too. And they go to Pete's Pizza. And that turns out to actually be true, too, at the end. Because their dad's like, the girls don't have their license right. yet. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, she took a risk. Nice. And then he writes a song called uh, She's Weird Even About Pizza. <laughs> she eats a perfectly normal pizza. I know. She's just boring. Right. Yeah. He, he, he's definitely boring about pizza. Her, her pizza has mushrooms, onions, and pepperoni on it. Yeah. Oh, that like, sounds great. Yeah, yeah. That is like the most normal pizza. Not to him. Not in his song. <laughs> also, you know what I feel like Bobby's doing right now? Like, you know. With his life as a 50-year-old man. What? Um, or I guess 40. Yeah, 50. Whatever. I feel like he's one of those people who wrote a book about how to pick up women and puts, like, the like worst, terrible things. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, mm-hmm. like, dude who's talking about insulting women and, like, like, on It's Always Sunny, the Dennis method. Like, that's the shit that Bobby's doing with his life. Like, Barney on yeah. How I Met Your Mother. Except way less successful. Yeah. Right. Also, Just, like, gross and creepy. Yeah. Um, also, he would at most be 48. Because no way was he older than 18, and this book came out in 1994. Oh, wow. Well, I was 10 in 1994, so it's really yeah. easy to do math from there. I was like, damn, girl. Okay, well. I just added eight I to my age. I think uh-huh. he's probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> I said wow. 48, not 88. I mean, this dude does not deserve to make it to 48. 
Yeah, that's karma. True. That's okay. true. Karma caught up with him at some point. So they're having pizza, and she's she makes him shoplift. Yeah. She, like, dares him into it. She keeps calling him a wimp or something. Yeah. Chicken-livered wimp. Chicken-livered wimp. That's Which is best. one of my band names. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good band name. Yeah, I know. I got like, really good band names. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen I don't – here's what I don't understand. Isn't he rich? Didn't he talk about how he's rich earlier? Why doesn't he just pay for the fucking earring? Because like, if he did that, she would continue to call him a chicken-livered whip. Right, it's about the excitement, The Kathy. point of it was about the shoplifting. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't take into effect how fragile his masculinity <laughs> is. Um, right. That's his entire personality, Cassie. <laughs> yeah. oh so he God. goes to, like, grab it out of the thing, and this department store has, like, really high-tech alarms for yeah. 1994 it's like a museum <laughs> alarm right like he opens yeah. up the case and the alarm goes off like holy crap wouldn't they have just locked the case yeah yeah like i feel like it would just have a lock on it so he grabs it and runs and they don't even chase him even though it's like a clearly an expensive gift if yeah. they've alarmed the case but they're chasing him for like two dollar <laughs> earrings <laughs> i don't know so he gives her the bracelet, and she's like, oh, for me? <laughs> you have such excellent taste. Right. Gross. And then she really wants a milkshake because larceny makes her thirsty. Yeah. Whatever. Sounds awesome. <laughs> but then they run into Brie. Yeah, and they got to come up with, like, a... A cover. A cover, and... Uh, but Sam, like, freezes. She, like, looks terrified. Yeah. And Bobby comes up with a story how they just randomly ran into each other. And I thought she was you. Ha ha ha. It's my impression of Bobby. <laughs> it's not a bad excuse. <laughs> no, but it's not. a bad excuse. It's like, it's not like, I get the, the thought process behind it, but it would not endear him to me. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay. I still like you. I'd be like, what? You, what do you mean you can't tell me and my sister apart? I don't know. I kind of feel like twins kind of got to get used to that. Like, <sighs> you literally look exactly alike. Unless you, you know, unless you've superficially done something different than your twin to you yourself. Then we get like four paragraphs of the worst of the worst. Like we've already had pretty bad up mm-hmm. to this point of like Bobby. But then we get like literally four paragraphs about how like how great he is and how they're gonna build a like a trophy for him that says bobby the man right both wade twins at once i'm so fucking delusional i'm really confused because i don't understand how he thinks that both the entire school knows what's happening but also the wade twins don't right yeah like those Two things do not exist in the same universe. But like, isn't the fantasy supposed to be like having, like, ma- like doing sexual things with no, twins at the same time? No, because he doesn't time? care about that. He cares that everybody thinks he's awesome. It's not about be- thinking the girls are hot at all. Yeah. Like, it's- it is about what other people think of him 100% of the time. Yeah. So he goes, he has a milkshake because... You know, 
Shoplifting makes them hungry and horny. (laughs) He gets to the parking lot and dun dun dun. His tires are slashed. And then he like really freaks out about it. And if my tires were slashed, I'd just be really pissed. Me too. I'd be like, God damn it, who did this? Whoever did this is really good at slashing tires though, because they're like really cut (laughs) off. Like Freddy Krueger style slash. Yeah. Yeah. I was so happy because this dick needed some comeuppance. Like, uh-huh. he needed to be punished. Uh-huh. And I'm glad. Yeah, Karma's is, a bitch, Ricky. This is not enough. This isn't Ricky. That's, Ricky I Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, nope, that's wrong. That's not the person. Wow, I don't like Ricky, but even he's not this bad. He's not this bad. Nowhere near this bad. I'm sorry, Ricky. I love you. You and Corky are my OTP. Gross. She was drunk and it was a dare. <laughs> and then the only problem with this whole thing is that Melanie shows up and gives him a ride. No. Make this dick walk home. Yeah. No, because she was like trying to make everything seem more suspicious. I know, but it was just I didn't want him just to get off that easy. She should have picked him up while he was walking home. Yeah. Yeah, so she wasn't like at the scene of the crime. Yeah. Also, it should have been raining. Was it raining? Because if it wasn't, it should have been. Uh, I'm sure it was. It's always raining when it's dark, isn't it? It's always raining in Shadyside. It's always raining on Fear Street. You, like, step onto the street in a dark cloud. Yeah, in fog. Oh, yeah. So she gives him a ride home, and then on Monday at school, um, he learns that they changed their band name to the Desperados, which also, no. Terrible. Ugh. My names are so much better. <laughs> uh, so, is this when they go to the see the science projects? <coughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. She pulls them into like the science area and then shows them the tattoo. And they make out. They make out a lot. This is Samantha. She's like, "This is the way you tell us apart." And there was a tattoo on her shoulder. A butterfly, a blue butterfly. So then she. Um, She's basically, like, planting the seed that Bree's, like, unstable and you Mm -hmm. have to get rid of her. And then, you know, this is when he explains, like, shows him the monkeys and she shows him her fire ant, or, well, her cannibal ants, which I think are just red ants. Yeah. Um, Cannibal ants would eat each other. Yeah, Yeah. people always say cannibal when they mean human eating, like, something that eats humans. Really? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. People say it all the time. Well, people are stupid. That's news to you? <laughs> I mean, it's only cannibal if you're eating your own, like... I know, but... Species. When people think cannibal, they think human. Because they, you know, Hannibal Lecter, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. but that's human eating human. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I'm just saying that's what people think. Well, I know, but... I don't like it. So, Sorry. anyways, it's ants, like, eating a mouse. Which is pretty creepy. I don't know. These ants are kind of badass. They are. Are there ants that eat dead flesh? Like, for real? Yeah. An ant will eat you. I think what they really meant was carnivorous ants. That is what they meant. Yes. Not cannibal ants. Cannibal ants. That's one of the band names. Yeah. Cannibal ants. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not a band name. So, apparently they're, like, performing at, the t- like, a talent show, and, 
I don't know, like, they don't really say. They're just, like, performing in front of the school, but there's also, like, another performance before them. So I'm assuming it's a talent show, right? That's what I think. I yeah. think it's just a talent show. So they're going to perform in the talent show, and he has <coughs> to, like, strum on his guitar, and he, like, gets electrocuted. Yeah. Which I'm not sure how. I don't think that's a thing. I because don't think that's how electricity works. They make it seem like somebody cut the cord, and if somebody cut the cord, then there would be no electricity. Like, frayed the cord. That's what they're they'd to have to, to, like, touch the f- where it's frayed, right. and there'd yeah. have to be a they're spark. Like, yeah, he's trying to say that, like, the cord, the, like, cord that's plugged into the wall from the amp is frayed. So, and then when he plugged his guitar into the amp, the electricity travels through the cord, uh, through the amp, through his cord of his guitar, into his guitar, and when he touches the metal string... Electrocute. I don't think that's no accurate. It's not. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm don't know that much about you know electricity, uh, but that seems not correct. It's not. My husband's an electrician. Oh yeah. It it would not happen like that. So if a cord was like frayed and it plugged in, like something may happen when you plug. But like most likely, what would happen was it would like the fuse would pop whatever when it's plugged in to the outlet, outlet whatever the outlet's like connected to but um so he like gets whatever electrocuted and like passes out and then oh this is my favorite part of the book i took a picture of it <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't taking notes but also um it was amazing where is it so when he's waking up, he's not like fully awake and he sees gray faces. And um he like he opens his eyes and he thinks this is death. He thought, floating gray faces, I'm dead. And I'm just like, you just think death is just floating gray faces. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's the right. saddest afterlife I've ever heard. <laughs> this is death. And then he keeps, and, dead. and then after he goes, "Am I dead?" No, really, yeah. am I dead? <laughs> and everybody starts laughing because it's funny. Am I dead? I love. But this am I dead? <laughs> He's like, but no, oh. for real, am I dead? <laughs> Somebody tell me, am I dead? <laughs> and then he wrote a song called "Am I Dead." <laughs> <laughs> Why won't anybody tell me? <laughs> <laughs> floating gray faces <laughs> floating gray faces should be a band someone please tell me oh, yes. am I dead <laughs> genius that's it his is. first big break with like the geriatric crowd but also he wrote a song called I got zapped <laughs> <laughs> yeah he did yes he did okay so <laughs> Um, you think at this point he would just be like, something sh- shitty is going on. My tires get slashed. Somebody's like cut this wire because he was like, it's a new amp, whatever. You think he would just be like, um, he breaks up with girls all the time. Why doesn't he just break up with these girls? He keeps thinking he's going to. And then, and then he gets, he's like, well, I'll just break up with Bree. No, I'll break up with Sam. I'll break up with both of them. Nah. They're just too hot. Basically. <laughs> also, Kimmy was there during the 
the electrocution thing, and I was really hoping that Kimmy would be behind all of this so we she could be an evil. Oh. Oh. No, she just knew it was happening. She wasn't, like, involved in She the... was in on it. She, she was in on in... it, but she wasn't, like... She wasn't active like Melanie and the twins. She could have been, like, cutting the amp cord. Maybe. maybe. Oh, I bet she did. Kimmy would 100 do that. Right. That's why, I mean, I want to blame the ancient evil because if these books are all happening at the same time, was this when she was possessed by the ancient evil? No, and because did the ancient evil make her do it. Also, did the ancient evil make her date Bobby? Because that's the only excuse I will allow. Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> but if the ancient evil was involved in this, the ancient evil would be trying to hurt the Wade twins because the ancient evil, like, threatened by them. Like, remember the ancient evil, like, went after Corky and all that because she was dating Chip. And it was like you like oh true, true my true. boyfriend true mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep because the ancient evil is like not having boyfriend stealers she's like hardcore girl code right um I don't think the ancient evil like holds boys accountable sexist I think <clears throat> it's a very sexist ancient evil mm-hmm. Well, it is from ancient times. Good so. point. Um, huh. I don't know. Where are we? Ooh. David Metcalf and Corey Brooks come into the picture for some reason. We're on chapter 17? Yeah. 18. 18? I don't know. I think they're just at lunch or whatever. And um, they were, and Melanie's like, He's like, I feel like someone's trying to tell me something. And she's like, yeah. <clears throat> Stop being a dick. Right. Yeah. Don't date two girls at once, you big asshole. And I feel like every time something, like, goes wrong in this book, Melanie is there to tell him to stop being a dick. Ugh. And he, like, never does it. As well she should be. But that's, like, her rule, right? She's like, all right, well, we'll do this and let's see if he stops being a dick. Nope. Do this. Let's see if it's done. No. no. Do the next All one. Right, I guess just- yeah, there, she's just like, we have to keep escalating until he stops. Yeah. And he just never does, so. They just never stop. <laughs> so, he picks up Samantha, mm-hmm. and her, like, strap of her chart, like, slips down, and there's no tattoo. So, he's like, it's not her. Is this the first time where he, were like, they messed with him about who was who? Yeah. Yes. And then she says, like, for some odd reason, she's, like, she says something that really uh, was gross, I thought. She says, I just want to ride and ride and ride. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <clears throat> Girl. You heard her? What are you saying? Think about the words that are coming out of your mouth. Okay? You heard her? It might be not about sexual virility for him, but it definitely is for her. Yes. <laughs> Sam wants to get it on before she gets her revenge. Okay. Brie, she's, too. She's very sex positive. It's fine. Both of them are into it. They're like, we're going to make out with him as much as possible before we, like, fake kill him because... Yeah. He's terrible, but he's kind of hot. 
I wish she would just have said shit like this all the whole time. That would have been hilarious. Oh my god. She like, like, he was like saying like sexual innuendo type things, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get laid." <laughs> Except Rob. he probably would have been like, oh my god, I am, what? No. <laughs> <coughs> he only pretends like he's... The man? Yeah. Oh, you think he's a virgin? Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. If oh, he yeah. thinks making... I mean, no judge. Sense. There's nothing wrong with being a virgin. No, but if, like I said before we started recording, like, if he thinks making out is like the pinnacle yeah then no he's not like he keeps dating these girls just to make out with them and then dump them like what well it's a fear street book nobody ever actually has sex in fear street i know books. that's why there needs to be more sex up the ante she wants to ride and ride and ride for christ's sake <laughs> let her do it Maybe that's why there's not enough death in this series because there's also not enough sex. Yes. And mm. horror movie rules. Yeah. Virgins live, sluts die. Right. All these people are virgins and we don't get the death we so desperately need. True. Yeah, if Bobby was uh, not a virgin, he would definitely have died in this book. Damn oh, it. Yeah. Why didn't anybody just bang him for the good of this book <laughs> she wanted to ride and ride and ride and ride she should have <laughs> he wasn't picking up on the signals because he's an asshole virgin right. screw sing- signals <laughs> like she says i want to ride and ride and ride <laughs> and then he realizes that like she doesn't have a tattoo and he's just like she don't have a tattoo (gasps) you should have been listening to what she was saying (laughs) (laughs) but this is where they fuck with him and he's like where's your tattoo and she's like what tattoo (laughs) and then he's like okay okay but if i knew somebody had a tattoo on their shoulder and their like tank top slipped or whatever and i saw that they didn't i would just be like oh i must have mixed up like which shoulder it was on it must be on the other shoulder Maybe. Especially if I've only seen it once. Right. He jumps to, nope, it's not Sam very quickly. But he's just like, you're Brie. And she's like, what? No, are you losing it? And like, can you not tell us apart? Oh, you're identical. Which obviously he already showed earlier and then he can't. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's just forget the whole thing. (laughs) I'm bored with you. (laughs) Yeah, I was getting some definite new girl vibes here because, like, the shit with the sisters and, you know, yeah, the, like, weird, creepy girl who seemed way too into him. But this time it was on purpose. Right. Way too into him for no good reason. <laughs> that turned out to be a good reason. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing about her saying I want to write. Right. <laughs> She's just sitting here just racking up. I'm just disturbed. (laughs) The whole time you're talking, she's like like trying so hard not to laugh out loud. She's just just, doing that like face. I'm just picturing a girl in like a convertible or whatever being like, I just want to ride and ride and ride. I don't think she was bouncing like that. (laughs) 
She's definitely bouncing. <laughs> ride and ride and ride without bouncing. <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't need him then. Maybe she just needs the car. <laughs> oh, that been, that's like the, one of the best lines in all these books. <laughs> Nominating it right now. Best dialogue. <laughs> it's not like there's a lot of competition here. Um, so... Now they're at school, and this is when they get the locker incident, which is oh, yeah. very also very new girl. Uh, yeah. Very well, new girl. So thankfully, not as bloody. Um, yeah. So he opens up his locker. What is the? There's a a piece of paper on it. What does it say? Is there? Yeah. Oh, it says this is you inside. Um, and then he opens it up, and it's just like a bloody oozing monkey head and it's one of his monkeys except it's not yeah he thinks it is and i thought it was too i was like so oh I. my god well this from, is yeah. wrong from the second they mentioned the damn monkeys i was like great one of them's gonna end up in a locker oh no <laughs> but it's not it's a pla- it's a toy monkey yeah. that he somehow thought was real it's like a rubber monkey head and but he throws up everywhere which is oh great. yeah Before he found out that it was, like, not really puked everywhere. Which, let's be fair here, in a normal school, that is an appropriate response. It's shady side. Are you not used to this? There's dead dogs and cats. (laughs) Come on. You have opened that locker at least twice this year and found a dead animal in it. It's just (laughs) what happens. Also, I wish there were smartphones in in this book because, like, he needs to be recorded. Like, freaking out about a plastic monkey head. Do you think they had a a TV station at Shadyside? Yeah. All right. So can we headcanon that at one point, like, they definitely caught him puking his guts out. Like, they were recording something else in the hall, and they were like, oh, my God, Bobby Newkirk's puking, and just turned the camera on him. Yeah. That's what happened. Yes. So it's a fake out, again. Okay, and then um, he picks up Samantha, and she drives them to, like, this cabin or whatever. Yeah, this place is shady as hell. Mm -hmm. This is where it's over for me, right? Like, if I were him, I don't understand why he's like, nope, out of here, don't ever want to talk to you again. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's really cozy inside. I'm like, no, a serial killer lives here. (laughs) So she brings him out into this, like, cabin and makes him, like, break into it. Yeah, but it's her cabin. Yeah. It's her family's cabin that right. they have to break into. That also is basically just a shack for a serial killer. It should killer. have been in the fear woods, should it not? Was it not? No, it didn't say that. It just said I the just, woods. What other woods are there? I don't know. <laughs> the woods are the fear woods. Okay, so it's in the middle of the fear woods. So she brings him out there and she's like, we need to talk about, like, how you missed like, mixed up me and my sister, and, like, you need to get rid of her, and, like, not just get rid of her, we have to kill her. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, that escalated quickly. And then he's like, um, okay, let's kill her. And I didn't, like, honestly think that he would, like, he tries to backpedal from this and be like, oh, I was just saying that, so she would, like, but, like, this dude, I think for a minute he was like, well, if you want to. Yeah. He does not have the balls to kill anybody. No, but I mean, I think he was like going to go along with it. No, he definitely seemed into it. I agree with you uh, there. I don't know. I disagree. Like, I think he was terrified. 
<clears throat> so, oh, and then she like fucks with him more because he's like, um, they get in the car and he sees a tattoo. Mm. And he's like, but you didn't have it before. And she's like, you know I have a tattoo. What are you doing? And she's like, see, you're getting all mixed up. This is why we have to kill Brie. <laughs> like, what? I love how she's like, you can't handle somebody with this twi- identical twin. So we have to kill the identical twin. Right. <laughs> oh, that's great. So then- it's like those memes. Like, if you can't handle me at my blah, yeah. blah, blah, you don't get me at my... Mm. That's, that's exactly like what it is. This book in a nutshell. Um, if you can't handle me at my Jenny Lynn, you don't get me at my <laughs> free. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, then he decides he has to warn Bree. And he tries to call her, but she's like, tell me later. Bye. <laughs> Which is awesome. Yeah. She's like, we have family over. We're eating dinner. Don't want to talk to you. Yeah. So he picks up three and he tells her they're supposed to go dancing, but he like tells her like about Samantha wanting to kill her. Why are they going dancing? I don't know. What happened to Brie can't dance? Uh, okay. Is he like he teaching a whole her? song about it? <laughs> um. Is this like say the last dance where he has to teach her how to relax to dance? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Except there's no secret ballet lessons in this. That we know of. Good point. Sorry, what happens? Uh, so he tells her that, you know, Samantha wants to kill her. And then she's like, well, she's just like shocked. And then she's like, I have to tell you something. We're not twins. Oh, right. <clears throat> We're dun, dun, triplets. Dun. We're triplets. Pretty much. And our third is insane and will kill you. Yes. And her name is Jenny Lynn. Why Jenny Lynn? They're bad at making up names. Okay. No, you know what it was. They got into a fight over what the third one's name no, should Jenny be. Or yeah. <laughs> so they just combined it. Our third sister, Jenny. No, Lynn. These girls are identical twins. They have had to learn how to compromise. True. <laughs> so, Jenny Lynn is crazy, and yeah. she lives in California. She must have left and come here. Yeah, pretty how much. How does she live in California? I don't understand the logistics of that. Like with her, like aunt and uncle. Oh, okay. The idea was she was so jealous of other of her other like of her sisters that she couldn't be around them because she would do violent things, which makes me think that maybe she shouldn't be let out into society at all. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Does she actually live in Arkham? Yes. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure California is code for Arkham. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is too. <laughs> so, um, and they're talking about this, like, while they're sitting, like, by the cemetery. Which, why would you do that? Also, the first thing that he thinks of when she tells him about Jenny Lynn is, like, ooh, a third sister for me to date. <laughs> yeah. He is disgusting. <laughs> like, Wait so till people gross. find out that I've dated triplets. 
<laughs> so <laughs> gross. But once again, he misses the whole thing. The point of dating triplets would be to like do it with them all together. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the fantasy. The fantasy is not, I'll take you on a date separately from her and then from her. Like who wants to date three women? Nobody. They just want to have sex with three women at the same time. But that's what, at that's one point he does think, oh, maybe I can, we can all go out together. And then they just leave him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when Reese finds them in the mall. Yeah. At that point, he's oh, thinking, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe we can all hang out together. <laughs> and they're like, bye! <laughs> yeah. they're like, see ya! Yeah. That's true. when he has to give himself the four-paragraph pep talk about right. how great he is because he just got this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just think he's too dense to figure out that this is what the fantasy is. And it's not actually dating multiple women because that is not fun. His fantasy is just having everybody think that he's the ultimate player. It has nothing to do with actually being, like, interested in doing that yeah i guess so then they hear like a low howl and he's like it's just a cat no this is fear street cemetery bitch it's not a cat well it might be a cat but it is not just a cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i mean if bad moonlight was off touring it's not them so <laughs> yeah but they're it's-, it's a mutated cat if it's a cat at all true it could be like or it's that dog the the dog, yeah, the dog from the cult book. Oh my god, yeah. <coughs> I know that dog died, but I assume that that dog just comes back to life. Oh yeah, that dog constantly. That like, dog's like a ghost dog. Yeah, yeah, it's like immortal. You can't actually kill it. You can yeah. just but stop like, it. Where in the timeline did the dog die? Is this before dog death? Could be. We don't know. It's all happening at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> clearly me is not convinced i'm not i don't think they're happening years later but i feel like they're happening all within the same couple of the years the cult book was like number three or four so yeah this is oh, okay 20s. so anyways he's like but how will i know it's her because she's like stay away from her and he's like but how am i gonna know and she's like this is how you can tell she has a tattoo <laughs> dun 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 then um he she pr- makes him promise like not to say anything but he's like i have to tell arnie because he has to tell everyone about everything yeah <laughs> he's like i have to like somebody has to know i'm dating triplets and i then, can't just brag about this in the mirror <laughs> right I have to tell a real person and then uh well, Melanie's there. She's like, she knows these like twins from when they were like little because her parents and their parents were friends before they moved here and stuff. So like, he's trying to get information out of her and she's like, nope. And then he drives around and has four more paragraphs thinking about stuff, which please don't think. <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> too foxy to drop, too dangerous to keep. What? That's what he says about them. Oh, right. That sounds like a good song. Yeah. I like it. I'm adding it to my set list. <laughs> good. I'm too glad it could contribute. To too dangerous to keep. Parentheses. I'm dating triplets. <laughs> I'm dating triplets. <laughs> I expect sheet music to these songs. <laughs> uh, 
So the next day he hangs out with Samantha and he's like, she told me about Jenny Lynn. And she's like, what? And then he's like, you know, your other sister. And she's like, oh God. Not again. Not again. (laughs) Brie, she's crazy. We don't have a third sister. I warned you. So apparently Brie, Samantha tells Bobby that Brie has all these fantasies about a third sister. Every time she wants to do something bad, she just pretends like there's an evil twin lurking about. Which, by the way, is a good strategy, and I'm going to do that from now on. I know. It's like that Mindy McGinnis book. What Mindy McGinnis book? The one about the girl who thought she, like, had a twin uh, yeah. ate in the womb or whatever. Yeah. Ew. There was a twin sister that, like, or she finds out that she was, like, a twin that was, like, absorbed. You know, she, yeah. she absorbed her twin yeah. in the womb or whatever. So then she, like, goes on this, like, tangent where she does all this shit and it's, like, her twin in her head. Like, it's, like, Red Rob. I think I've seen that horror movie. Yeah. <clears throat> it's totally like that book. I wonder if, if Mindy McGinnis, like, read Double Date. Maybe. So he's like, well, <coughs> sorry. She's like, take me home right now. I have to go, like, tell mom and dad. And then he, like, pulls her shirt over, and there's, like, there's no tattoo. And she's like, he's like, well, where's your tattoo then if there's no Jenny Lynn? And she's like, what tattoo? And then she makes him think he's like losing it. Which at this point, I I was just like, are they using temporary tattoos to mess with him? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like everything that was revealed in the end. I was like, like the chapter before is. I feel like Melanie is in on this. Did she tell them to mess with him? And then that this chapter, I was like, are they just using temporary tattoos? Is that why there's temporary tattoos in this book? Is it so any twins reading can mess with people? Yes. I hope they do. I hope they did. I hope they do. Twins, if you're listening. Do it. Anyway. manual. He's like, he goes home and he's like, is Samantha lying or is it Brie? Or is it Samantha? Or is it Brie? Or are they both lying? Or, or... What? Why are you still involved? Like, at this point, would you not just cut your losses? Like, dude, this is, like, obviously way more than I can handle because I'm an idiot. Like, find another girl to date. Right. But he doesn't. And then he gets a phone call, and it's Jenny Lynn. And she's like, I saw you in the parking lot with Bree today. And he was like, it wasn't Bree, it was Samantha. And she's like, I know my own sister. It was Brie. And I need to know when we're going to kill her. <coughs> and then he tries calling Samantha the next day, but nobody answers, like, all day. Or the phone's busy all day. And then nobody answers. And then all of a sudden, one of them shows up at his house in a white convertible. Because she wants to ride, <laughs> ride and ride. <laughs> she wants to ride and ride and ride. Um, and he's like, I thought you didn't have a license. And she's like, uh, yeah, 
I just took it. And he's like, once again, he's just like, it's Sam. He's like, he just knows it's Sam. No, you don't know who it is. Like, you have never known. Stop acting like you know. And then she's like, get in. Um, and she starts driving like a crazy person. We're going person. shopping. What? We're going shopping. Get in, loser. Get in, loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> basically what she does. <laughs> <laughs> so then... Uh, she drives him out to the cabin and he sees a tattoo and he's like you have the tattoo and she's like duh right she drives him out to the cabin and he thinks he's paralyzed but really is just tied up yeah like did you not think to look down <laughs> and realize that your arms are tied up yeah. such a fucking moron he's like wait a minute i'm sitting up really yeah. no shit such an idiot but they get to the cabin and well they get to the cabin and he want like he gets out of the car and then she just, just freaking clocks him with an empty <laughs> coke, coke bottle, bottle which i was like yes it's finally this book got awesome. good right <laughs> it's so badass too he's like she picks up a she picked up an empty coke bottle blam mm-hmm. and that's what he thinks he's paralyzed i must be paralyzed yeah. she paralyzed me Right. What? You're not sitting up. Paralyzed. She paralyzed you sitting up. <laughs> and then she's like, he's like, Samantha, or his jeans are gone, his shirt's gone. Or, yeah, he's got like boxers and a like undershirt on. Yeah. And no socks, no shoes. Because she wants to ride and ride and ride and ride. <laughs> this is the only scene I remembered out of this book. Oh, I didn't remember. <laughs> so then um He's like, Samantha, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And she's like, I'm not Samantha. Um, she's Jenny Lynn. I'm Jenny Lynn. And she, like, covers him in honey. And then we get the ants that we yep. were introduced because to earlier. Yep. Yeah. Chekhov's ants. Here yeah. they are. Chekhov's, yep. Chekhov's ants. She, <clears throat> but she, like, goes hard. She doesn't it's just. so good. I know. Like, it's so not just, like, she doesn't just, like, put, like, honey on his feet and, like, let the ants. She covers him all over and then puts the ants all over. Oh, yeah. She, like, dumps those ants on him. Right. Like, head to toe. He's like, I feel them, like, biting the, like, the soles of my feet, like, inside his mouth and, like, his ears, under his arms. And the thing is, is, while they probably weren't going to kill him, like, yeah, red ants will bite the hell out of you. Yeah. Like, that's not fun. I mean, no. depending on what kind of ants they are, I think they could have killed him. Do you think? I don't, yeah, I mean, you can get killed by a swarm of fire. Like, fire ants could definitely kill you. I didn't think they were fire ants. Well, maybe they are fire, fire ants. They're cannibal ants, right? They're cannibal ants. <laughs> like, at the end, when their dad's like, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their dad, like, finally... Like, the very end, when the dad comes in, is the best part. I know. All right, so he's freaking out and screaming because, ow. Yeah. And she leaves him. She's like, she's like, but then before she leaves, she's like, you should try screaming. It might make you feel better. <laughs> no. She's great. Yeah, she's like, go ahead, scream. Don't worry about the neighbors. There aren't any. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so he's like. So he does. Yeah. So he's like, okay. And then, like, <laughs> the ants start crawling in his mouth because, duh. But this is a good chapter. 
<clears throat> like his whole description. Oh my god, yeah. Like bare, I was like, I was like itchy. I was like, ugh. Who wants to get eaten alive by ants? Nobody. It sounds terrible. He does manage to get free though, which sucks. I know. If he wouldn't have gotten free, what were they would they have left him there? God, I hope so. I hope so too. Um <laughs> I don't I don't think so, because I think they were all waiting for him. I think they left one of the um, ties loose. But, like, how does he get the ants off? Like, he has the honey all over him. Oh, no, I think he still has ants all over him. Oh, uh, okay. He's like, <laughs> he acts like he's just, like, rubs them off real quick. Like, what? No, you need, like, you'd have to get, like, a, a shower. Or get a shower. Somebody needs to put a hose on you. Right. Yeah. How does he get back to their house? Uh, he runs outside and, like... And then he just walks And there's in. a car. And then it's Melanie. Melanie. Yeah, and she's like, what in the world? Oh, right, right, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. And he's like, Jenny Lynn. It was Jenny Lynn. And oh, then this she's is like, you she's can like. get in my car, but, like, you're going to have to put a towel down. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah. So. Um, and is this where he's like, you admit that there's a third sister? And she's like, yep. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I admit it. I'm sorry. And. She's like, do you want to go to the police station? And and he's like, or she's like, or do you think we should go and warn Bree and Samantha that Jenny Lynn's like out doing these things? And he's like, we better go warn them first. And she's like, good idea. So they go back to the Wade's house. I call bullshit on this. No way is at he the first thing he wants to do is anything but take a shower. He doesn't <laughs> give a shit about those girls. Right. He doesn't care about the cops. He is not going to want to do anything but take a shower first. Right. And bullshit. he's like, did I go to their house? No. Yeah. Call bullshit. But he does. Mm-hmm. And um, he sees the white convertible in the driveway, and he's like, oh, my God, she's in there. And he goes into the living room, and – he see like he hears like people laughing because they're like, "What are you wearing?" Who <laughs> are not wearing? And then right. he looks around and he sees like all the girls that he's like been dating lately, like Ronnie and Kimmy and the twins and Melanie, and they're all like, "What the heck?" And then her dad comes in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. beautiful. And he's like, "What is going on? Why aren't you dressed? <laughs> what is going over you?" And he's like, it's Jenny Lynn. She kidnapped me. And he's like, who? He's like, your <laughs> other daughter. daughter. As if, like, as if, like, he wouldn't un- recognize the name. Yeah. Jenny Lynn is back, Mr. Ridge. You don't have to pretend she doesn't exist. I saw her. She kidnapped me. And he's like, I'm sorry, but I really don't know who you're talking about. And he's like, the third sister. Read the part about how the ants don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She took me to the cabin. Jenny Lynn did. She dumped cannibal ants on me. (laughs) Huh? What kind of ants? Mr. Wade demanded. Cannibal ants! Bobby cried breathlessly. Mr. Wade frowned. There's no such thing as cannibal ants. (laughs) But, but... He's like, nope, not a thing. (laughs) He's like, she took... Just look at your cab... Look in your cabin and you'll find them. And he's like, Bobby, we don't have a cabin. The girls don't have a sister. There aren't any ants. (laughs) (laughs) You're just... We just have to be Covered in honey at my house. (laughs) In your underwear. In your underwear. (laughs) 
Right. Half naked, covered in honey, ranting like a moron. <laughs> you think they'd be like taking Polaroids this whole time? Oh, they definitely yeah, were. Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. Those are going up at school tomorrow. And he's like, what cabin? Where is the cabin? And he's like, I don't know. It was on a dirt road. And she's, he's like, Melanie knows. Melanie, tell him. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about a cabin. And he's like, you're lying. You're all lying. <laughs> and then he mentions the tattoo and he's like my daughters don't have tattoos he's like they better not (laughs) which fair yeah he's like the one with the tattoo she's the one who kidnapped me and he's like they better not have one and he's like look at their shoulders and then he like makes them show him them they're just like i don't know what you're talking about yeah and they're like uh okay and there's no tattoo He's like, she drove me there. He's like, they don't have licenses. Right. <laughs> yeah. She drove me there. My girls don't have their license. Are you drunk? <laughs> this is like the first time I've ever been happy about somebody being gaslit. In a right? Bus. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I kind of felt a little bad. I was like, ooh, gaslighting is bad. But God, did he deserve it. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, the phone rings and the dad like leaves and then he's like Bobby's like you guys like you did this you and Melanie <laughs> they're like yep and they're like yep cause you suck no they're, like, th- nah, they're like no we've been home all night and he's and then Melanie's like yeah this is what you get for treating Bree and Samantha and everybody else like an asshole yep it is what you get all guys who are assholes to women out there need to read this book. <laughs> Be like, this is what you're going to get. Mm, ants that bite the shit out of you. Yeah. And then, okay. And then they're like, we had so much fun pretending like that. I was like this. And I, and like, she was like that. <laughs> and ha ha ha. And he's like, you mean you don't like me? <laughs> <laughs> he's so confused. I know. And they just laugh, and he runs out the door. And then a few days later at school, um, like, he basically has no friends because his oh, yeah, man broke up. All the girls hate him. There's pictures of him in his underwear with honey everywhere. It doesn't say that. I just do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then the twins come up to him, and they give him an envelope that says, like, twins don't have secrets. We both knew everything from the start. Bye. <laughs> And then he opens the envelope, and inside is a temporary tattoo. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, I would have rather he died, but since they didn't kill him, this was definitely the best ending. Yeah. Yeah, I was here for this. I was here for the girls helping girls, mm-hmm. teaming up against this yeah. asshole. Like, this, most of this book I hated. And then I was, like, so furious by the end. It got totally redeemed. The end delivered. I had so much fun with the end. Yeah. I feel like, okay, if you take out the bravado of him out of this book, like, this was a good book. Like, this this could be, um, this is like, this could be a movie. This this has been a movie, I feel like. Oh, it's been several. Like, John Tucker must die. Exactly. Yep, yep. I was totally going to say that. I wish there had been more, um kind of more like fucking with him yeah but 
Yeah, they could have, like, upped the... Uh, yeah. They did electrocute the dude, hit him over the head <laughs> with a fucking bottle, covered That's him in true. ants. I mean, it was pretty bad. Slashed his tires. Slashing your tires when you're, like, 16, that's a, like, yeah, that a sucks. major thing. Mm. Like, Especially all four tires. Tires are freaking expensive. Yeah, you don't, like, slash like someone's... a thousand bucks right there. You cheap. don't slash someone's tires in high school unless you fucking hate them. <laughs> oh, oh! That just reminded me of a part, another part that makes him deserve this and more. When he's like, when he suspects Melanie of slashing the tires, and then he's like, it couldn't have been Melanie. Melanie's a girl. Girl could never do that. I would fucking punch you. <laughs> he's like, her girls are not strong enough for that. Girls wouldn't do that. I mean, I feel like the ending, like, totally saved the book. Oh, 100%. And, like, I ended up really liking it. The ending was amazing. I couldn't handle him throughout this book, and I wanted to kill him a lot. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. But if you take out, like, his inner dialogue and yeah. just make him be a jerk. Yeah. If you, if he's not the main character, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that would work. Cause... Yeah. No, well, that's I what I was going to say is, like, if you had this book from a different perspective, I think it would have been even more interesting. Yeah. I would have I would have been way more I would have enjoyed it way more if it had a different perspective. But as I said earlier, then the ending wouldn't have hit as well. It right. wouldn't have had the same impact. So Yeah. And I mean he never really like he gets totally fucked with and like he gets his. Oh, but yeah. he never like says like I'll never do this again. Because he yeah. would totally do it again. Right. So I expect to see him in another book. I don't think he learned his lesson. I think just everybody hates him now. Right. So do you want to hear my band names? Yes. Yes. These are the band names that I came up with while reading the book uh, from his inner thoughts. The Dry Heaves. <laughs> the Hot Bods. Oh. Because, yes. <laughs> the Emotional Ones. <laughs> thrills and Chills. The chicken livered wimps. Yes. Plastic monkey heads. Yes. And cannibal ants. Yes. Those last three are my favorite. Yeah. The dry heaves. <laughs> I like that. The dry heaves just sounds like a one hit wonder. Yeah. This is a one hit wonder band. Who are we, who are we kidding? This is a no hit wonder <laughs> band. What about your songs? Did you go through all of them? Yeah. Okay. Well, except for Honey. Of course. Yeah. That's Mariah Carey. Yeah, well. I should have played that while I was reading this. That would have been awesome. Yeah. You have any counts? Um, not really. There's no sweaters because it's like summer or whatever. Um, no kills. True. The Fear Street was the Wade house. Right. <clears throat> the places were the mill, old abandoned. <laughs> uh, the Division Street Mall, River Ridge, and the Corner. Don't they run through Pete's Pizza? Or they go to Pete's oh, yeah, Pizza? Oh, yeah, yeah, they go to Pete's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, dated references. Okay, so, like, at the beginning of the book, they're at school, and they're doing the one-strapped backpack. Yes! And I feel like that's, da- that's like, a dated reference, right? Oh, it's totally. One strap backpack's not, like, cool anymore. No, I don't think so. And you know what? So, um, I have a friend, um, Amanda, mm-hmm. and 
her husband and I have gotten into this argument because apparently he didn't wear them on one strap. He okay. wore it on both. Like, I guess that was, like, what his school yeah. did. And he's a little bit younger than us, I think. But not much. Not, like, enough for it to be worth it. Um, and we always argue about whether it should be one strap or both straps all the time. See, like, it was one strap for me until, like, I want to say, like, my junior or my senior year of high school. And then all of a sudden it was, like, two straps. And if you did one strap, it wasn't cool anymore. Like, someone decided at my school, like, it's two straps. It was one strap for me until I decided that carrying around a backpack was way too much sh- trouble, and I started storing my books in other people's lockers that were close to my classes. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> going to say. I think it was like, I, I can't remember, I think it was one strap until it got to a point where actually having a backpack was uncool. You had to like carry all your books. We weren't allowed to have backpacks. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot like, of bigger schools, they don't allow that. Yeah, we were like allowed to have backpacks like to spring to school but we weren't allowed to carry them and wrap through school then they made like a rule for like a year that you could have a backpack if it was clear Uh uh-huh nobody wants that yeah but nobody had um we were allowed to have backpacks but like after a while it just got annoying so I would just either if I had a friend who had a locker close I would stash it in their locker or like I mean we went I went to a junior senior high school so sometimes I'd just like steal a seventh grader's locker Rude. whatever I was a senior <laughs> be like I'm putting my I definitely one kid I was like well I'm putting my history book in here like or whatever it was like leave it <sighs> just ignore it don't you worry bully about it. you yeah yeah I didn't like hit anybody I just put my books in their locker so the one strap backpack I feel is dated yes uh the, oh, Walden Books. Yeah. I loved Walden Books. I miss Walden Books. Me too. I, that's where I got all these damn beer books. I know. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Walden's way more than I went to, like, Borders or Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. Me too. Was there even Borders or Barnes & Noble in Monroeville? One of them o- was open. I think it was Borders. Borders, yeah. And we always went to Walden's. We, oh, I always went to Walden's. And then there was that other one, too. B. Dalton's. Oh, yeah. Was Remember that? Yeah. Oh. B. Dalton's. Did you guys have a Walden's, Cassie? Yep. Yeah. Um, then the cordless phone and a phone booth was mentioned, too. So, Recurring characters, I have Ronnie and Kimmy and Suki. Mm-hmm. And Suki, shout out. David and... Suki at a party. Metcalf and Corey Brooks. Damn, Corey. <clears throat> and Arnie, I guess. Oh, yeah, Arnie. I, I wasn't. Hmm. Where was that? Was that in the mall? Yeah, it was um, first floor on the other side of the mall from Walden's. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like Red Cross? No, no, like like the other. Oh, like, like Walden's down was... by Sears? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Not Sears. What was that? La- Horns? Was it Horns? Yeah. Lazarus? Lazarus? So one side was Kaufman's. Yeah, and the other side was Horns for a while. Well, it was Lazarus for a while, too. Yeah, but I think it was Horns first. Maybe. Okay. So it was down by Horns? Yeah. On the lower level? Upper lower level. level. Damn, I don't remember that. Walden's was better. Yeah, well. I mean, so like, their I'm selection sure. was better. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I couldn't find something at Walden's, I'd go check B. Dalton's just in case. Damn. <coughs> remember when the mall used to have, like, so many, like, array of stores? Like, yes, that was before the internet. 
<laughs> like there was a store with just like rocks. Oh, there was. <laughs> I forgot about that. And like those rain sticks. Oh my like, god! I think that store sticks. just stayed in business because of those rain sticks. <laughs> the nature store. I love yeah. the nature store. Yeah. And then they had like you know the store that had like all the weird inventions, like the massage chairs. They still have that. It's not there anymore. Brookstone. Is it still there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not in Monroeville. That yeah. one closed, but Brookstone is still a thing. Yeah. We have one of those at the malls here. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. But there was just like every store was. Now it's like you go to the mall and it's like they're very like same kind of stores yeah. throughout the whole mall. Like there was. A store for everyone at at one time. But I guess that's true. Pre-internet. Pre-internet. R.I.P. So I feel like the mall itself is becoming a dated reference. I know. Which is fine because I don't like the mall anymore. Mm, I do. I don't like, I like shopping online. I loved the mall as a teenager. I just don't like it now. (laughs) What else? Um, I don't know. Did you guys have any theories or anything? Mm, not really. No. Do you, have, do you have a PSA, Cassie? Don't be a dick. Don't date Bobby Newker. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, only date one person at once and don't be an asshole. And don't date Bobby Newkirk. Right. That too. Stay the fuck away from Bobby Newkirk. I feel like we should, like, hire Rachel Lee Cook for that PSA. Yeah. Like, it's that important. Definitely. This is your brain. This is your brain on Bobby Newkirk. Right? Okay, you want to do ratings? Yeah. Oh, also, uh, one of them wears a disgusting vest. (laughs) Probably disgusting. I don't know. It's the 90s. All vests were disgusting. (laughs) This one was silky. So disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. You did not. I love a silk vest. Oh. Did it have flowers on it? Probably. It silky black. So I wrote prop. There was a lot of prop disgusting. <laughs> There's a lot of silky clothes in this one. There was. Everything was a silky shirt. A silky. You like, could tell this was mid to late nineties when everything yeah. is silky. Yeah. I think that was like the time frame of it, that that one picture that I have of me in the silk sh- shirt and yeah. little vest. Yeah, that, I, that was like, mid nineties for you. I think yeah. that was ninety four. Yeah, like ninety four or ninety five. I have now that I think about it, terrible. I had this terrible like twin set. That was a like a dark blue, and it was that silky material, and it was a tank top with like a button up that like a collared button up that went over it, but you didn't button it up, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they were the same color, and they were that silky material. Yeah. And it oh, can't believe I owned that. So disgusting. So 1994, the year of the disgusting vest. Yes. <laughs> I don't think any of the clothes I owned in 1994 were good clothes. Flannels. The flannels were good. They were also my dad's, so I guess it doesn't yeah, count. Yeah, same, same here. Like, <laughs> did anybody go and buy flannel during that whole era? Like, no, why would I buy flannels? Right, my dad, my had, dad had an entire right. closet full of flannels. Yeah. And we wore yeah. stuff oversized. So, yeah. like, it was perfect. I would go in. My dad kept all of his flannels in the bottom drawer of his dresser, and I would just go in every day and steal a new one. Right, me too. My dad had, I don't even know why my dad had them, because he never wore them. I don't ever remember my dad wearing them, but he had a whole closet full of them. And I remember like 
when that whole passion statement became a thing, like I like opened up his closet just to see, and I was like, oh, yes. Like I don't yeah. even need to buy any. Uh, that's like my favorite fashion statement of all time. So I used to wear like a, like overalls with yes. a baby tee yes. and a flannel over. Yep. And then I would, like, tie the flannel around my waist. Was it a crop top baby tee? Yeah. Oh, awesome. yeah. I am that exact And boxers. You had to wear boxers with <laughs> your, uh, with the overalls because they were, like, always, like, really loose. Like, in the, you could, like, see down them if you didn't. Also because you spent too much time listening to, a li- to Aaliyah and Brandy. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, like, now I've come to think of it, I was wearing, like, four outfits, like, on top of each other. I was wearing <laughs> Boxers and a baby tee, overalls, and then a shirt over all of that. That's that really <laughs> necessary. That's what the '90s were about, man. Yeah. You lit a lot of things. <laughs> Happy. Um, you're gonna let me go first. Yeah. All right, fine. I'm gonna take somebody's. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, Do it. I'm gonna give it three out of five temporary tattoos. Okay. Um. I think the end redeemed it a lot, but mostly I hated this book. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. I really liked the ending and it (laughs) saved the whole book for me. And I just think it was, I think it was like redemption. That's like a really high rating. Yeah. I liked it. This was like, when they got to the twist, this like got good. Michelle likes her revenge. I do. True. But I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. I want to ride and ride and ride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, As much as I think the end did help redeem it, I still really hated a lot of the books. So it's only going to get a three out of five for me. And honestly, it would have gotten a lot less um, if that ending hadn't been so good. So I'm going to give it three out of five. Um, terrible band names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Does anybody have any last thoughts? No. Are we ready to move on to what we? Oh, actually, um, before we get into what we have been doing in the last month, reading, watching, listening to, I think we need to bring back a quick segment of. R.L. Stein news because there has been yeah. something to be talking about. Um, I'm sure you guys saw our Twitter last month when they announced um, the second director for Fear, the Fear Street trilogy. And they also gave us a little summary on what the movies are going to be out. And I'm still sad that they're not going to be doing specific books but I am kind of stoked about these summaries. Yeah. yeah. They sound awesome. They do. <clears throat> uh, I'm really excited that the, like, modern set one is set in 1994. Me too. Yeah. It's like, like, these are like legit Fear Street books. Yeah. They're not reboots. It's yeah. set in, and then it goes back, so we're getting our mid-century Fear Street book, the one, like we've always been talking about. I thought it was 70. 78. Yeah, 70. still like, you know, mm. we always wanted like past decade fr- right. Fear Street books, so that's yeah. basically what that parents. One we wanted the parents. Yeah, yeah. getting it. And then we're getting what sounds like it's gonna be a like sort of saga movie, right? 
like the origins of uh, Shady Side. I like it. So um, I'm seriously excited about which this. one comes first. Yeah. 1994 comes first, mm-hmm. and then 78, and then 1666 is the third one. But I think it's there's probably going to be a bookend with the 1994 cast mm-hmm. to um to like break the curse is mm-hmm. what I think is going to happen. Yeah. At least according to the summaries, uh, I'm super excited. And did you guys? Well, I know Michelle did. Cassie, did you see the teasers for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? I know it's not R.L. Stein news, but it counts. I did. I saw the trailer. How scary. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Guillermo del Toro. So, like, I shouldn't be that surprised, but definitely creepy. It's going to be so good. (laughs) I didn't know what it was a trailer for when I was first, like, seeing it. Because, you know, it doesn't say till the end. And it was just, like, on my TV, and I was like, what am I watching? Like, why is this so scary? Oh. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. And then I was like, and then it was like, scary stories tell in the dark, and I was like, what? You didn't, like, know as soon as, like, the creatures came on? No, because it's, like, really scary. It is. Like, I, like... Okay, like, those books were really scary to me when I was a kid, but I was also a kid. Like, these books, Fair Street books, were, like, scary to me. Okay, have you read those or looked at the pictures? Not, like, recently, so I just assume that there can't be, they're not as scary as I remember them to be. Those pictures are effing terrifying. (laughs) No, the pictures, yeah. And the stories are... Are they scary? They're not, like, super involved, but they're very, like, especially the pictures, like, it's very, like... Is it? Yeah. See, I always just assume, like... That it's not as scary as I remember it to be. Because, like, in normally, like, that's what ends up happening. But I haven't went back and, like, reread them. You should reread them. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Because I was going to, like, I wanted to traumatize my kid with it, but I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Oh, now's the time. I know. Although, I think these are adult books, so I don't, or adult movies, so I don't, like, know he's going to be able to watch No, but he still needs to get traumatized by the No, no, I agree. The books. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Like, I'm going to make him have a sleepover and be like, you guys will sit here with the lights out and read this to each other with a flashlight. <laughs> yes. And that's what you're going to do tonight. Actually, I'm going to be like, you're going to do this at, you know, the other kid's house because I don't want to be up all night with them. <laughs> you can, they can do it over here. I will hands down be up all night with them. <laughs> I will yeah. scare the shit out of them. There's a bunch of fifth grade boys. Make them I know, that's a little dark. weird. Lock I- them in your moldy closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that mean. <laughs> Oh, I remember, like, there was, like, times where we were having a sleepover. We wouldn't even read the stories. We were just, like, looking at the pictures to scare ourselves. <laughs> the pictures are scarier than yeah, the stories. Yeah, we were just like, I dare you to look at page, like, 22. Oh, I love those books. Sorry. So I just felt the need to uh, bring that segment back because we've had some exciting news. Can't wait. Now we just need a release date. For Fear Street? Yeah. Yeah. We need some casting. I need news. Mm-hmm. I need to see some casting I now, need this, please. This train to roll along. Yeah, let's get to it. Um, but what else have we been uh, watching or reading, listening to, playing, all those things? Anybody? Well, I am currently reading King of Scars by Lee Bardugo. You and everybody else. Yeah. I know. Although I saw your picture. You're like, were you also like, um, uh, I'm so glad I've known you since seventh grade and TTYL. <laughs> yes. Too cool to live for long. Okay. 
I saw the picture you posted of that without the dust jacket. Oh my God, the cover is so pretty. So pretty. I hate dust jackets. And this is a book that I like wish did not have one. Just throw it away. So pretty. No, I will not. I mean, the the dust jacket is also really pretty, but you know. Um, But (coughs) it is so King of Scars is the first book in a new duology from Lee Bardugo and all her books so far are set in the same fictional universe, the mm. same fantasy world. Yeah. It's where... like Grishaverse or something. Yeah. Grishaverse. Yeah. Um, and they have, they have these powers that um, there's three different orders of Grisha. There's. Um... Is it Grisha or Grisha? Um, I, I actually usually say Grisha. Grisha. But, Grisha, Grisha, Grisha. Yeah, I think it might be Grisha. I can't I, remember. I, when I like look at it, I think Grisha. Yeah. Me. I mean, I should I saw Lee. I I saw I went to a book signing with Lee um last week, so I should have paid attention to how she said it. Right. Um but there's three different orders. One for people who have the power to control people. They are either healers or heart renders, which means you can like um, control someone's body essentially. So you can like stop their heart or um, yeah, do other other related stuff. Like make them piss themselves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. totally. Mostly they talk about like it's a lot of like heart related stuff. Like you can slow their heart or speed up their heart or stop their heart beating. They're very obsessed with hearts. They're called heart renders. Um, and then there are summoners who can either control air, water, or fire. And then the third order is people who um, can either like make things like control like metal or um or potions or poisons they're like alchemist basically um and so the third book is kind of a continuate the third series is a continuation of the first two series and it's about the the character of nikolai lansov who is the king um of the country from the first book mm-hmm. and it's it's really good it's I, I'm I, like I, so behind on my on that kind of stuff that like I thought it was the sequel to Six of Crows like I didn't yeah. even know the Six of Crows had a sequel out but like it did like for a whole year oh yeah <laughs> no Crooked Kingdom's been out for like a year and a half yeah yeah I didn't know that Crooked so. Kingdom was the Six of Crows sequel I didn't know what it was yeah like I don't know so is that series over the Six of Crows was it just like a duology yep. Yeah, that was a duology. And this will Thank God. be a duology. <laughs> How can you be sick of it? You didn't even know the second I one know. existed. Well, I mean, I'm just sick of hearing about just read it. I know. Everyone's obsessed with it. It is really, really good, though. That's yeah. a, he- a, a heist fantasy, so. Hmm, cool. Um, I don't like heists. I what? I don't think I do. I don't know. I love heists. Heists are great. I They're think so much like fun. Them. I don't know if I like heists. Do you like, like, Ocean's Eleven? I don't know. Well, I mean, it wasn't... Like, not bank much- robberies? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I try to read heist, book, I, heist books, I end up, like, not finishing them. 
Okay, I don't know if I've ever. I mean, like, meh. I feel like the only heist book I ever read was that one from a few years ago. What was it called? It was a YA book. She was a. She grew up. Her dad was like a famous thief, and like everybody she knew were like famous. Were like thieves. And Is she that Allie Carter? Yeah. Society. Yeah, that's it. I think that's yeah. the only heist book like I've read really. Uh- Allie Carter writes a good heist. I, like I liked the first one, but the second one was, we were still on this whole, like, moral thievery, like, whininess, and I was over it. Yeah. I was like, she just also... rob the damn museum and shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> I never read that series, but um, she wrote a series about a spy school for teenage girls. Yeah. Um, I really liked the Gallagher girls. I was, yeah, that's the, like, I'd tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So anything else? Have you watching anything? Yeah, so um, I watched, I'm done, but one thing for each of you that I'm excited to tell you about. Ooh. Um, for Michelle, I watched the Fire Festival documentary. Ooh, Which I one? watched that. Which one? The Netflix one. Oh, the Netflix one was the best one. I watched that one. So I've I heard both. that, yeah, my friend watched the, has watched both of them, and he said he liked the Hulu one better, so I think I might try to watch that one soon, but, um, yeah. So the Hulu one had an interview with the actual guy. Oh, really? Yeah, but, I mean, other than that, like, the Netflix one had the drama. It had, like, the, I don't need yeah. the oversharing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Oh, my God. Yes, everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. What you're talking about. Yeah. Like, Why are you telling me this? You could have just said I would have done anything to get that water. Right? Oh, my <laughs> God. I know. What is that the umbrella of anything? Guy. Oh, I my God. so bad for him. Why would he admit that? Yeah, that's what I want to know. I so you know what you know what my friend told me. He told me it was that one was done by Vice and the people who were actually the social media people yeah. for Fire Festival, um, and that's Jerry. why. Yeah, and that's why they have all that. Inf- that's that's why they have stuff from the actual festival because they were actually shooting the documentary during the festival, which kind of makes me like a little pissed because like they knew it was going to be a failure and they were like they were still promoting it on it yeah yeah Yeah. i mean they were promoting it and they're like how can we make more money off of this let's shoot all this video so when it goes really south we can have this video and like sell it to someone later so i don't know i just kind of feel like people just record things nowadays though like it's a the video in that didn't seem to be like there wasn't that much video of the actual. Yeah, and it I just... was like, expecting there to be a lot more video of like the Hunger Games. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I was like, where are the Hunger Games? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed a little. All the video from it seemed pretty ad hoc. Like just like, yeah. oh well, turn the, you know, here's a dumpster fire. Turn your camera towards it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it was good, and it definitely, I was, like, watching it while I was trying to get work done, and definitely could not focus <laughs> on my work, so. Yeah. I was, like, that documentary, like, sickened me. Yeah. Beyond, like, it took me, like, three days to recover from it. Really? Like, I was sick about social media, about the power that, like, people have that you, like, like, these, what do they call them? Influencers. Influencers, yeah. Like, the power that they have to, like, get dumbass people to just be like, yeah, like, I wouldn't do that. 
Well, but they were kind of dumbasses too. Like they didn't have any idea what they were just like, Oh, you're going to pay me to like right. say, go to this well, thing. Sure. They didn't ask about it. They had no fucking clue. Right. That, that's the good thing that came out of this is that you're not allowed to do that anymore. Right. You have you to have, know what you're like. Promoting. You have to say if you, it's a promotion. Yeah. If it's a and you have to have more knowledge on like what you're actually telling people to right. buy, which like, is you, good. Yeah. You have like more responsibility. Yeah. Which is really good. Sorry. What else did Rant you Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was actually gonna say, I think I've talked enough. <laughs> we should move on to somebody else. No. I, mean, I want to know what the other thing yeah, is. I, other know thing. Well, I know, I'm sorry. The, the you thing, I'm sorry. That is rude of me. <laughs> um, for Mia, I have watched Kim's Convenience. Oh, did you like it? I did. I did. I really liked it. I love it. Like, I, I watched it on a whim because I had finished um, my Parks and Rec rewatch and I was looking for a comedy and, you know, a, a short something. T- um, yeah. And so I watched, I, I got through a couple episodes and then like before I knew it, I was done with two seasons because I like couldn't stop watching. It was so good so funny and like I love the characters and the the like family dynamic and it's like complex without being preachy and it's so good it's really good I love that show you should watch it it's funny is it, is yeah. it on Netflix uh yeah I think so okay. yeah it it is now they have the rights to distribute it in the U.S. Is this a Canadian show? Yeah, it's Canadian. Mm-hmm. It's about a Korean Canadian family who mm-hmm. um, own a convenience store. Oh, oh okay. No, I, you've told me about this. Yeah, Are you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've talked about it. She talked about it here. On the podcast, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love um, all of the like regulars that stop by the convenience store, like the yeah. random people from the neighborhood. Uh huh. I love those people. Um, I like I like Jung's and. Imp- um, the people he works with at the yeah um, at the car rental place like yes. Shannon is hilarious and Kimchi and you know the other people Terrence can't believe he lets people call him that I know Kimchi <laughs> my friend's dog's name is Kimchi so funny oh yeah no that's a great show I'm glad you watched it I'm glad you liked yeah. it yeah yeah it's really good awesome. What about you, Michelle? Um, Don't well, talk about the fire festival. I am, I mean, fuck <laughs> Ja Rule. <laughs> so you're not going to the Ja Rule concert? No, I'm not going to any Ja Rule concert. I don't want to holla holla. Um, but I'm reading my best, my best friend's Exorcism by Grady Hendrix because Mia made me. Yay! And I love it. I want to write a book like this where there's these things happening, but I can just like throw in. And like we were listening to like nine, like we were watching nine hundred two one zero, and we were like listening to like the Backstreet Boys or whatever. I want to do that in the like the nineties version of this eighties stuff. It's so good, right? Like, but it's like so like natural. It's not like forced in there. Yeah, like it's like okay, like and then like. I'm glad you're like this it. music came on and it was like Def Leppard or whatever and I was like yes. I'm glad you're liking it. Yeah, so I really am. It's also really scary. These books scare me. Yeah. Like, these like yeah like anything Ouija board any of that stuff like scares the shit out of me. So I'm already kind of I'm already freaked out and I'm only like that far into it. Oh wow, you're not even that far. Right. Um. Well, I had to stop and read about. 
Bobby. Right. Fair. Me too. <laughs> uh, I'm watching. <coughs> what am I watching? Oh, I just watched me and Cole because my kid had the flu. So he was home for like a week. And we watched uh, the new Carmen Sandiego. Did you watch yes, it? Yes. I'm not done with it. I've only watched like five or six episodes. Oh, it's cute. <laughs> I loved it. Except for they don't like the theme song is just like yeah. Carmen Sandiego. Agreed. The theme like, song. No, where in the world is the theme song is not, yeah. It's, it's not up to par. But they, the rest could they it. like not get rights to it or what? I don't know, maybe. I don't like it. But the rest of it. Yeah. Because I bought my kid the game, like a little card game that's Carmen San Diego for Christmas. And like when you open up the thing, it sings the theme song. Nice. <laughs> and it's so, so like every time we were watching it, I'm like, I had that game with me. And I, when that theme song came on, I was like, oh no. And like <laughs> open up the board has, game. Has he played the computer game? No. Uh, you should make him. I know. I didn't know like how to get it. Just Google where in the world is Carmen San Diego computer game. Yeah. There's so many emulators out there. I'm sure. Like you could just click on one. Um, um well wait, there was something else I was watching. Oh, I watched the Ted Bundy mm. uh like thing on Netflix, the documentary thing. Which it was okay. Yeah. He's a dick. He is. It didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. I thought it was gonna be like some like Something adding something new to the story, but it was just like it was like the tapes. It was it's called the Ten Bundy tapes or whatever, and it's just basically like tapes of him, like not when he was still in the that whole like I didn't do it phase. So it's like it really didn't say anything that we didn't already know. Is that it? That's it. What about you? Well, I am reading Burnt Offerings for um, a horror book club that I'm in. It's um, it's a haunted house sort of book from the '70s that was um, made into a semi-classic like movie as well. That I've seen the movie, but I've never read the book yet. Um, so it's pretty good. I'm not that far into it, but uh, I like it so far, except for the casual sexism of 1973. But whatever. <laughs> um, we just ignore those parts. I'm. Well, I'm watching Carmen San, San Diego as well. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but I probably will soon. I really enjoy it. And then I'm watching um, Punisher season two. We're enjoying that as well. So that's pretty much it. I've been playing The Sims a lot. Was the Carmen San Diego like backstory? Was that always what it was? No. Or that's new? Yeah, that's okay. new. But I. I didn't think I was going to like it, but then I really did. I didn't think I was going to like it either, because at first I was like, uh, what is this? And then I was like, oh, I like this. It's, does it give you Kim Possible vibes? Yeah. I get so many Kim Possible vibes from it. Oh. Which, did they make that Disney Channel live action movie? Because that was supposed to be a DCOM. Yeah, I mean, that... They did were, that come out? I don't know, but they were making it. Yeah. I don't know if it came out yet, but I remember the trailer was making people very mad. Yeah, it's probably going to be terrible. I'm still going to watch it. Oh, it looks like it comes out oh. the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, Ooh. that's soon. All right. Allison Hannigan is in it. 
Like from Buffy? She's probably the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Buffy. She is, yep. She is cool. Did you read, did either one of you read this article about uh, the author of The Woman in the Window? Uh-oh. It's from The New Yorker. Um, you know that, the book The Woman in the Window? Uh-oh. It's, um... Is it like The Woman on the Train? It is. Then, it was a number one bestseller. It was the first, like, debut number one bestseller in, like, ten years. You haven't seen no, that? it looks... Vaguely. Did you read it, Cassie? No. Oh my god, I'm gonna send you guys the link. It is like it's a really long article, but it's like how this guy is like lied about his whole life. Like and now he has like a number one bestseller and it's gonna be made into a movie with Amy Adams. Yeah. Like the author like lied about having cancer and his mom dying and his brother dying and like all this shit and then was like yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna read that. It was really interesting. The book just looks like another Gone Girl knockoff. It is, it is. It's totally a Gone Girl knockoff. I have yet to read one that has met Gone Girl expectations, so yeah, I kind of just stopped reading them. But he's like, he got like, they sold the book for like $800,000 and he sold the movie for like, you know, $600,000 or some shit. So... He made a lot of money did, off of this. Did he sell it on the whole, like, I had a bad life thing? Like, is that how it was that part of it? Because this doesn't seem like that kind of book. No, like, he, like, sort of, because he, like, basically was, like, while he, he was working as an editor, and, like, he would, like, never come to work, and he kept, like, writing these emails, like, from his brother, that saying, like, my brother's in the hospital getting, like, surgery for cancer and all this stuff, and you can't. Wait, is he American? Yeah. You can't lie about that, though, because your work is your health insurance. They know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they didn't, like, question it, I guess. That's and, crazy. And then he was, like, I guess, like, so, like, the whole time he was pretending to have cancer, like, he was writing the book. So, I guess wow. that's like, how he got time to write the book. I, I think that's what they were getting at. Oh. But huh. he just, like, but his whole, like, career, like, from going to like doctorate school up until now it's just all been based on lies like please send this to me yeah i will i want to read this like he even then he wrote like he applied to princeton for like his undergrad or something and he wrote this like his essay to get in was about how his mom had cancer which his mom really did have cancer i think at one point he wrote but he wrote this essay about his mom having cancer and him his dad like him being from like a single parent family which he wasn't and like all this other stuff and then his brother committing suicide which he didn't and then and princeton like rejected him and he like wrote this like scathing like thing to them that was like how dare you like turn down somebody who's so hard on their luck that's not how you get into a college right (laughs) like you don't get to say like my mom has cancer let me go to harvard like that's not that's not how that works right but he basically just like used all this stuff, these like to try to gain sympathies. Wow. And it was like all fake, except for his mom did have cancer when he was in high school. All right, send that to me. I will. It's a really long article though, it's so okay. read it when you have like time. It's all right. Anything else? Do we have a uh, any other thoughts? Anything else we want to bring up? No. What are we reading next month? 
Uh, next month is March, and we are reading The Sleepwalker. Ooh. Um, yes, I think we're getting another um, inappropriate therapist in this one. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And we're getting Billy Joel. We're getting... <laughs> Every time. Every time. Uh, Michelle may be singing Billy Joel in the next episode. Sorry. So Don't sue me, Billy Joel. I just really like your sleepwalking song. Keep it under 15 seconds. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think that's it for tonight. You have been warned. Come to Fear Street and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs>